For I've had enough of this world and its pleasures. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. I will arise and go forth to the house of my father. I will arise and go forth to the house of my young. House of my young. Shalom, and welcome to today's teaching on the Hebraic roots of Christianity, where we study first century Christianity and the faith that Jesus, whose Hebrew name is Yeshua, which means salvation, taught his disciples. And now, Hebraic roots teacher Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries International. Shalom. I'm Eddie Chumney of Hebraic Heritage Ministries, and we welcome you to today's teaching on the subject, The Marriage Covenant Agreement and Lawsuit. This is part 13 of the series. Understand, therefore, that the Lord your God gives you not this good land to possess it for your righteousness, for you are a stiff-necked people. So that which is taught in the Torah, that we are not in right relationship with the God of Israel based upon our own merit, is also taught by the prophets. We're going to look at Ezekiel in chapter 33, beginning in verse 12. Therefore, son of man, say unto the children of your people, the righteousness of the righteous shall not deliver him in the day that he sins, in the day of his transgression. Neither shall the righteous be able to live for his righteousness in the day that he sins. When I say to the righteous that he will live if he trusts in his own righteousness, that would be following the Mishpatim and then sins all his righteousness shall not be remembered but for his iniquity that he has committed he will die for it and so that which the Torah and the prophets teach that we cannot trust in our own merit to be made in right relationship unto the God of Israel Paul taught in Philippians chapter 3 verse 9 in being found in him not having my own righteousness but that which is through the faith of Yeshua, the righteousness which is of God by trusting, by faith, by confidence in him. And so we are taught in Titus chapter 3 verse 5 that we are not in right relationship with the God of Israel. We're not saved by following the Mishpatim. It's not by the works of righteousness which we have done, but according to his mercy, he saved us. That is because Yeshua is our righteousness. Jeremiah chapter 23, verses 5 and 6. Behold, the days come, says the Lord, that I will raise unto David a righteous branch, and a king will reign and prosper and will execute judgment and justice in the earth. In his days, Judah will be saved and Israel shall dwell safely. And this is the name that he, the Messiah, is called. His name is the Lord, our righteousness, or he is our righteousness. So Paul explained this in Romans chapter 3, verse 22, that Yeshua is our righteousness, that the righteousness of God, which is by faith, by trusting in Yeshua, the Messiah, is for all and to all them that believe, for there is 
is no difference among human beings. 1 Corinthians chapter 1, verse 30. But of him are you in Messiah Yeshua, who of God, he's made unto us wisdom. He's made unto us righteousness. He's made unto us sanctification. He's made unto us redemption. So the righteousness of God is that we live by faith or putting our faith and trust and confidence in Yeshua as the Messiah, repenting of our sins, receiving his shed blood for the forgiveness of our sin. That's how we come in right relationship with the God of Israel. And this is taught in the Hebrew scriptures. Romans chapter 1 verse 17. For therein is the righteousness of God revealed from faith to faith as it is written, the just shall live by faith or by confidence in the God of Israel. Paul taught this in Galatians chapter 3 verse 11. But that no man is justified by the law or by doing the mishpatim in the sight of God. That is, if you do it trusting in your own merit for righteousness, it is evident for the scriptures teach that the just shall live by faith. So in Romans and Galatians, when Paul taught that the just shall live by faith, he's quoting from Habakkuk chapter 2 verse 4, where it says there that the just shall live by faith. So Paul then teaches that by looking at Abraham, our father, as an example of of how we are brought in right relationship with the God of Israel is what we should learn and understand. And so this comes by the God of Israel making a promise to Abraham. Genesis chapter 15 verse 5, And he brought him forth and said, Look now toward heaven and see if you can count the stars, if you're able to number them. And he said, So shall your seed be. Abraham's righteousness or right standing with God was believing and trusting in God and the promises that he made to him. Genesis 15 verse 6, he believed in the Lord and he counted to him for righteousness. By trusting in the promises of the God of Israel, Abraham was found righteous. Romans chapter 4 verses 2 and 3, for if Abraham was justified by works, that is following the Mishpatim and trusting and following the Mishpatim for his own merit, he has to glory because it's something that he did independent of God, but it would not bring God glory. But what says the scripture? Abraham believed God and was counted unto him for righteousness. Now to him that works or based upon his own deeds, then deserves a reward for it. But if you do something and you get a reward because of what you do, then it doesn't come by grace. It comes because of what you did by your merit. And so there's a debt because of what you done, you then would receive a reward. But to him that works not doesn't trust in following the Mishpatim to have merit before the God of Israel to be in right relationship with him, but instead believes on him who justifies the ungodly, that is believing on the Messiah, then his faith or trust in the Messiah for his righteousness is counted for righteousness. And so you're saved by grace through faith, and it's not based upon on your own merit and your own deeds, but then after you put your faith, trust, and confidence in Yeshua as the Messiah and receive his shed blood for the forgiveness of your sins when you repent of your sins, now as an expression of now being brought into right relationship with him, we are to live an obedient life, to follow and keep his commandments, to follow the Mishpatim, to love our neighbor as ourselves, to love 
others, to serve others, to give to others, to lay down our life for others. And in doing that, then we get a reward for our service after we've been saved by grace through faith. James chapter 2 verses 17 and 18. Even so, faith, if it does not have works, is dead being alone. Yes, a man may say, you have faith and I have works. Show me your faith without your works and I will show you my faith by my works. So after we are saved by grace through faith, we are to do good works. We are to follow the Mishpatim. Ephesians chapter 2 verse 10. For we are his workmanship created in Messiah Yeshua unto good works, which God has before ordained that we should walk in them. The good work, follow the Mishpatim, to love our neighbor as ourselves. So following the Mishpatim is doing good works. Titus chapter 2 verses 13 and 14. Looking for that blessed hope in the glorious appearing of the great God and our Savior, Yeshua Messiah, who gave himself for us that he might redeem us from all iniquity and purify unto himself a peculiar people zealous of good work, zealous of doing the Mishpatim. This is taught in Titus chapter 3 verse 8. This is a faithful saying and these things I will that you affirm constantly that they which have believed in God might be careful to maintain good works. These things are good and profitable unto men because you will receive a reward for your service. Now the way in which we are to do these good works is we're supposed to do it and be led by the Holy Spirit. Ezekiel chapter 36 verse 27. I will put my Ruach, my spirit within you and cause you to walk in my statutes and keep my Mishpatim and do them. The righteousness of following the Mishpatim is being led by the Holy Spirit. Romans chapter 8 verse 4. The righteousness of the law, which is following the Mishpatim, which is capsulized in loving your neighbor as yourself, which is lived by giving to others, serving others, laying down your life for others. The righteousness of the law is fulfilled in us who do so not after the flesh, but after the spirit. Following the Mishpatim is doing righteous deeds. First John chapter 2 verse 29. If you know that he is righteous, you know that everyone that does Zedekah, everyone that does righteousness is born of him or expresses the character of Messiah, which is represented by the fruit of the spirit. First John chapter 3 verse 7. Little children, let no man deceive you. He that does Zedekah is righteous, even as Messiah did Zedekah, and he is righteous. And so by doing righteousness by the Spirit, we manifest the fruit of the Spirit. Galatians chapter 5 verse 22. The fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance. And they that follow Messiah, they crucify the flesh. And so what they do, they do by the Spirit of God. And what they do by the Spirit of God, they do it to do the will of God and to bring glory to God. So following the Mishpatim, doing good works, is goodness, righteousness, and truth. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 7. Be ye not therefore partakers with them, for the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and Zedekah and Emet, and have no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. We are to follow the Mishpatim with the fruit of the Spirit. Colossians chapter 3 verses 12 and 13. Put on, now this is a priestly 
priestly term. Put on, therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercies, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, forgiving one another. And if any man have a quarrel against any, even as Messiah forgave you, so also do to them. Following the Mishpatim is following Shalom, following peace. James chapter 3, verse 18. In the fruit of Zedekiah is sown in Shalom of them that make Shalom. And so the goal of having faith in Yeshua as Messiah, following his Mishpatim, which is capsulized in loving your neighbor as yourself, is that the God of Israel would enable you to walk in everlasting Chai, everlasting Zoe, because he desires for you to have and you to live in a world of Shalom and Shabbat. The ultimate purpose is he wants to bring you to the place of Shalom and Shabbat in the or rest. And the way in which he does that is through the work of the Messiah in being obedient to follow his Mishpatim, love your neighbor as yourself, doing it by the fruit of the Spirit, and in doing so, give all glory to the God of Israel and bring glory to his kingdom. So let's summarize what we've covered in this section of the teaching. Number one, salvation or righteousness comes by grace through faith. Number two, Yeshua is our righteousness. Number three, the just shall live by faith or being faithful or having faithfulness. Number four, we cannot earn based upon our own merit right standing with God. Number five, following the Mishpatim is doing the good deeds of the Torah or the works of the Torah. Number six, following the Mishpatim is the Zedekah, the righteousness of the Torah, the right way to follow the Torah. Number seven, if we seek righteousness on our own merit through following the Mishpatim, if we trust in our own merit, when we sin, we are under a curse because we've broken the covenant. Number eight, after we are saved by grace through faith, we are to have good works. We are to follow the Mishpatim. Number nine, we can only follow the righteousness of the Mishpatim through the help of the Holy Spirit or the Ruach HaKodesh. Number 10, when we are submitted to the Holy Spirit, the Ruach HaKodesh, we produce the fruit of the Spirit. So following the Mishpatim is righteous and holiness. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 23, and be renewed in the spirit of your mind and that you put on the new man, which is after God or is created after God's character. The Holy Spirit represents the character of God in Zedekiah and true holiness. So an expression of following the Mishpatim is being honest. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 25. Wherefore putting away lying speak every man truth with his neighbor for we are members one of another. Verse 28. Let him that stole steal no more but rather let him labor working with his hands the thing which is good that he may have to give to him that has need. Following the Mishpatim is putting away evil. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 29 and verse 31. Let no corrupt communication proceed out of your mouth but that which is good to the use of edifying that it may minister grace unto the hearers. Let all bitterness and wrath and anger and clamor and evil speaking be put away from you with all malice. Following the Mishpatim is walking in love. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 32. And be kind one to another, tenderhearted, forgiving one another, even as God for Messiah's sake 
has forgiven you. Ephesians chapter 5 verse 2, and walk in love as Messiah also loved us. Following the Mishpatim is being thankful. Ephesians chapter 5 verses 3 and 4, but fornication and all uncleanness or covetousness, let it not be named among you being saints, neither filthiness nor foolish talking nor jesting, which is not convenient, but rather the giving of thanks. Following the Mishpatim is crucifying the flesh. Colossians chapter 3 verse 4. When Messiah who is our life shall appear then shall you also appear with him in glory. Mortify therefore your members or crucify your flesh that is upon the earth. Mortify your members. Fornication uncleanness, inordinate affection evil covetousness and covetousness which is idolatry. Colossians chapter 3 verses 6 through 8. For which things sake the wrath of God comes on the children of disobedience, the children who don't follow the Mishpatim, in the which you also walked sometime when you lived in them. But now you also put off all these. Don't walk according to the flesh and the carnal nature. And so put off anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. But instead put on love, which is the bond of perfectness. And let the shalom of God rule in your hearts to the which also you are called in one body and be thankful. Following the Mishpatim is obeying your parents. Colossians chapter 3 verse 20 and verse 25. Children, obey your parents in all things for this is well pleasing unto the Lord. But he that does wrong shall receive for the wrong which he has done because God does not respect persons. Following the Mishpatim is being gentle and kind to others. Titus chapter 3 verse 2. To speak evil of no man, to be no brawlers, but gentle showing all meekness unto all men. Following the Mishpatim is taking care of others. James chapter 2 verses 15 and 16. If a brother or a sister be naked and destitute of daily food, and one of you say to them, Depart in peace, be ye warmed and filled, notwithstanding you give them not those things which are needful to the body, what good is it? What does it profit? Was not Abraham our father justified by his behavior by his works when he offered Isaac his son upon the altar see then how faith or trust and confidence in God wrought with his works and by works his faith was made whole or complete following the Mishpatim is being in fellowship with others first John chapter 1 verse 5 and verse 7 this then is the message which we have heard of him and declare unto you that God is light and in him is no darkness at all. If we walk in the light, if we believe that Yeshua is the Messiah, because he is the light of the world, John chapter 8 verse 12, as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another in the blood of Yeshua, Messiah, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Following the Mishpatim is loving your brother. 1 John chapter 2 verses 9 and 10. He that says he is in the light and hates his brother is in darkness even until now. He that loves his brother abides in the light and there is no occasion of stumbling in him. So let's summarize what we've learned in this section of the teaching. Following the Mishpatim with the help of the Holy Spirit results in the following. Number one, being honest. Number two, ceasing from doing evil. Number three, walking in love. Number four, being thankful. Number five, obeying your parents. Number six, being gentle and kind. Number seven, taking care of the poor and needy. Number eight, being in fellowship with others. Number
Number nine, loving each other. And number 10, loving your neighbor as yourself. By not following the Mishpatim, we are denying in our behavior that we know the God of Israel because we're not living after his character. Titus chapter one, verse 16. They profess that they know God, but in works, the way they live their life, they deny him being abominable and disobedient and unto every good work reprobate. They don't have any works to show forth the character in the heart of God. They instead are living according to the flesh. Not following the Mishpatim is the works of the flesh. 1 Corinthians chapter 1 verses 10 11. Now I beseech you brethren by the name of our Lord Yeshua Messiah that there be no divisions among you. For it has been declared unto me that there are contentions among you. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 1 verses 9 and 10. It is reported commonly that there is fornication among you. I wrote unto you a letter not to have company with fornicators or with those who covet or with extortioners or with idolaters. 1 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 11. But now I have written unto you not to keep company with fornicators or those that covet or an idolater or a railer or a drunkard or an extortioner. Neither be ye idolaters, neither let us commit fornication, neither let us murmur. In 2 Corinthians chapter 12 verses 20 and 21, Paul further went on to explain that by not following the Mishpatim, it results in the works of the flesh. For I fear lest when I come there be debates, envies, wrath, strifes, backbitings, whisperings, swellings, tumults. And lest when I come again, I shall bewail many which have sinned already and have not repented of uncleanness, of fornication, of lasciviousness, which they have committed. He's writing to believers that's doing these things. Those that believe in Yeshua as the Messiah and they're living this kind of lifestyle. And so he gives this warning in Galatians. Galatians chapter 5 verse 15. But if you bite and devour one another, take heed that you be not consumed one of another. Galatians chapter 5 verse 26. Let us not be desirous of vainglory, provoking one another, envying one another. We can see how Paul taught this in Ephesians, that not following the Mishpatim is the works of the flesh. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 17, 19 and 20. This I say therefore and testify in the Lord that you henceforth walk not as other Gentiles walk in the vanity of their mind, who being past feeling have given themselves over to lasciviousness to work all uncleanness with greediness. But you have not so learned Messiah, or this is not the type of behavior or life that one who professes Yeshua as Messiah should be living. If you have yielded to the Holy Spirit and allow him to live in and through you. Not following the Mishpatim is being lustful. Ephesians chapter 4 verse 22. That you put off concerning the former conversation the old man which is corrupt according to deceitful lust. Not following the Mishpatim results in having fleshly desires. Titus chapter 3 verse 3. For we were sometimes foolish, disobedient, deceived, serving diverse lusts and pleasures, living in malice and envy, hateful and hating one another. Not following the Mishpatim is having an unbridled tongue. James chapter 1 verse 20. For the wrath of man works not the righteousness of God. Well that's going to conclude part 13 of the series on the subject the marriage covenant agreement and lawsuit. Shalom in Yeshua the Messiah. Amen.
Thank you, Eddie. This is Stephen Morgan, and all of us here at Hebraic Heritage Ministries pray that you have enjoyed today's teaching. If you've been blessed, will you help us to share this message with others? Hebraic Heritage Ministries is supported by your generous financial gifts. In order to help you in your studies and to help us share this message with others, we are offering today the DVD, Yeshua the Lawgiver, for free for a love gift of any amount to the ministry. Hebraic Heritage Ministries also offers a monthly discipleship program. If you are interested in starting a fellowship group in your area, let us know. We would like to help you. Please contact us for more details. Our website is hebroots.org. That's H-E-B-R-O-O-T-S dot O-R-G. We would like to hear from you. Please send us an email. Finally, in order to take advantage of today's free offer, please mention this product offer and... Please mail your love gift to Hebraic Heritage Ministries, P.O. Box 81, Strasburg, that's S-T-R-A-S-B-U-R-G, Ohio, 44680. Until next time, may Yeshua richly bless you.